Welcome to Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Hi, I'm Kira, and welcome to the big landmark episode, episode 50 of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. And today, our big segment is an interview. So just as I promised, I have a very special treat for you listeners to celebrate big number 50 episodes of Nightlock Podcast. Today, I'm joined by cast and crew members of the Katniss Chronicles. So today on the show, we have Tony Caballero, who's the head writer. Hi. Hello. And we have Barbara Dillon, who is the voice of Katniss Everdeen. Hello. (laughs) Your voice sounds a little different than I usually hear it. (laughs) (laughs) None of that Southern twang. (laughs) Right, yeah. So I have a couple questions for that, or more than a couple. Uh, Quite a list of questions that I want to learn. I'm a big fan of your show. I've been listening since episode one. So oh, this you. this is just as exciting as for me as it is for our listeners. <laughs> so for our listeners that haven't heard of your show, I don't know why they wouldn't, but if they haven't, can you fill them in on what it's about? Sure, absolutely. So the Katniss Chronicles is an unofficial audio drama adaptation of The Hunger Games. Uh, we were really, really big fans and still are really big fans of the book series. And so we wanted to bring them to life to a new audience. And we did so by adapting each of the three books into audio dramas. And basically what we've done is taken the the original stories, we've remained very faithful to them, but we have sort of taken them out of just being from only Katniss's perspective. And we've added a number of characters. So there's a full cast of characters. There's a score, sound effects. So you're really experiencing it as if you're you're there. It's like a, watching a movie without the video. So, But uh, we, we released 17 episodes for part one, which was the first book, The Hunger Games. Uh, it's all free on our website as well as on iTunes. And we are currently releasing episodes for part two, which is the Catching Fire book. We're releasing one episode each week leading up to the film premiere in November. Yeah, very exciting on Tuesdays. That's such a great day of the week. I'm always, I'm always excited. I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. A new episode comes out. <laughs> we figured it would give uh, fans as, as well as ourselves something fun to do while they're waiting for the film to come out later this year. Right. It gives everyone something to focus on in the Hunger Games community. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So you guys do, as you just said, stay very close to the books. Uh, I even would be listening to the episode and kind of flip through the book. And I'm like, wow, you know, they really are capturing not only the energy of the book and everything going on, the themes and everything, but some a lot of the quotes as well. Well, it was very important for us to stay true to the source material. You know, Suzanne Collins wrote such a great book that we didn't want to infringe on it in any way. And the few places that we chose to go basically off book was when we created our own characters to help flesh it out. You know, as Barbara said, it's basically from Candace's point of view, and because of that, you're kind of locked into that. But we wanted to expand it out a bit more, so we created some additional characters to help uh, with the exposition and also with the, the basically the, the mood of the book. So you mentioned some original characters you developed, um, such as Bet and Junie from the Capitol, which you know, always a great little segment that kind of takes you out of Katniss's head. Um, do you kind of want to expand on how you develop the characters and where all that inspiration came from? Yeah, we had looked at a lot of ways to basically get the exposition out because it wouldn't make sense for you to hear Katniss explain where Jabberjays came from or the history of the Capitol to someone she already, who already knows it. 
So we created Bet and um, Linea in the first series and Bet and Junie in the second series to help flesh that out. Um, we thought it would be good to have someone else do it, and we treated them basically as almost game show hosts. Because with the way the Hunger Games is set up, it's a horrible thing to everyone in the districts. But to everyone in the capital, it's all fun and games. And we wanted to reflect that in the way they presented themselves and the way they presented the story. They definitely bring a lot more energy to it. Katniss is kind of a depressing character. <laughs> so they, they kind of bring light to the show. Definitely balances everything out. She doesn't have too much cheeriness yeah. in her life. I'll give her that. <laughs> yeah. Very morbid thoughts. Yes. <laughs> What's good about having Bet and Linny and Junie is basically is that they show a different side of the story that we don't get from the books. You know, Katniss comments on how horrible it is that they treat it this way. But seeing them treat it that way, it adds a whole new depth to it. Definitely. And even the movies have kind of taken this as well, that they have the capital extra kind of just like you guys have, where you get to see different capital citizens talking and you do get outside of Katniss's head, which we don't get in the book. So it's definitely a new twist, a fresh twist. Um, so moving tracks a little bit, um, a Twitter user wants to know, um, Ray 21 uh, how long it takes to write a script for an episode, record it and then produce it. So kind of the whole life of the episode? So um, basically what we do with the writing process is that we will um, alternate scripts. So between Tony as well as Bryant Dillon and Sam Rhodes, um, we for part one would alternate a new person every other week. And basically they would start with the first draft. We would all read through it, give our notes, and then they would come back the next week with a second draft um, and so on and so on. We would do basically four drafts for each script. So it would take four weeks to write. Um, what we've done, I think, we improved upon the writing process for part two. It was a little more hectic and harried for part one. But for part two, we allotted ourselves a certain amount of time just for writing, as well as a certain amount of time just for recording. Um, so, and for the, the actors, we would bring them in. We would try as much as possible because this is a fan project. There's no money involved for anyone. Um, we would try to limit the amount of time that they would need be needed for recording. So we would bring them in, record uh, larger characters like Katniss or Peeta or Bet and Junie. They would require multiple recording sessions. But um, I would say, oh gosh, it, it probably about a year from start to finish. Right. It worked out to about two months per episode from wow. beginning of writing to the end of the editing, yeah. but they're overlapping as you go along. Right. So it's not like a solid two months for one episode. It's, mm -hmm. it's an episode one week and an episode the next week and the next week and the next week rolling out over the course of two months for about 17 episodes. Mm -hmm. And and Sam, our director and editor and one of our writers, uh, he and I basically work together almost every day. <laughs> yeah. um, thank goodness we are dear friends. <laughs> but uh, we have been recording part two since I would say January and we're just getting to about episode 18 right now on recording. So it takes quite a while to uh, to do the entire recording process. There's quite a, a bit of voiceover and uh, dialogue for Katniss. So it, it takes it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely have to be dedicated. Yeah. I can yeah. relate because our podcast episodes don't require nearly as much work as you guys put into it. And you can tell because yours are very professionally done. Well, thank you. We yeah. love your show as well, though. So please don't don't speak so low of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so going along with um, the producing side of things, what type of equipment and programs do you use to record the Katniss Chronicles? 
Sure. Um, for the audio, we do all of our recording on um, blue snowball mics. They're a, a USB mic um, that we use. It literally just plugs right into the computer, um, and they're they're really great quality. Um, for the audio software, we sometimes alternate between GarageBand for the actual recording, and then Sam will do a lot of his editing in Soundtrack Pro. Um, between the two, it offers a lot of flexibility in choosing takes because there are Basically, if you if you were to look at this program, there are rows and rows of different tracks of all of the between the dialogue of the characters that have to overlap one another and the sound effects and the music for the score. It's it's quite a bit that needs to be edited together. So um, between those two programs, he really does a, a lot of editing in those two, and it, it, I, I think it works pretty well. It offers a lot of sound effects that he can choose from. Um, Sam makes use of. Uh, composer Sam Cushion's score that he did uh, for the Hunger Games books, which is absolutely phenomenal. We owe a great debt of uh, our thanks to him. Um, so, but, but yeah, that's kind of how Sam uses the, the software and the, the hardware for recording and editing. Right. He gets a lot of the sound effects out of GarageBand, but what we can't get out of there, we pretty much do on the fly. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty much guerrilla soundtrack. Lighting, we'll do any sort of sound effects we can. Mm -hmm. um, Barbara and Bryant have even used their cat for one of the characters. Yes, our cat <laughs> is, is the voice of Buttercup. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I figured it had to be someone's cat. You didn't just pull one off the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's interesting to hear, um, you know, what what equipment you use, because uh, we actually use the Blue Yeti microphone. So it's the same uh, company that, so, and, and we also switched over to GarageBand. So similar similar uh, programs and ways of doing things. Definitely. <laughs> um, so you mentioned um, Sam Cushion, who I'm familiar with, with his um, original soundtracks and everything for The Hunger Games. Um, how does he do it? Does he make the music ahead of time and then you use it? Or does he listen to the episode and compose the music based on the episode? Uh, actually, we uh, he Sam released everything uh, before we even got started, I think, or at least he released part one before we got started with part one of our audio drama. And we kind of through different channels, we heard of Sam's music when, you know, this Hunger Games buzz was just starting. And we contacted him and said, wow, your music is really amazing. And then I think that same week we were coming home from Comic-Con and we got a random email from Sam saying, hey, have you ever heard of my music? And we were like, yes, we're huge fans of your music. Um, and just through talking to him, um, we uh, received his permission to use his score in the audio drama. So actually everything was already created um, music-wise for his soundtracks. And then we just borrowed them and used them to kind of interlay them in the the, the audio drama. So everything um, was created before we started the project, but he was just very kind to let us use his music. Interesting. Yeah, it, I would have thought that he would listen to the episode and write it because it, it matches so well that it seems like he, you know, made it just for the show. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Really good, that's really good editing on Sam Rhodes' part. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> And Sam Cushion just did an amazing job yeah. at really capturing the the emotion. He just did a tremendous job. I mean, our, our audio drama wouldn't be as good as it is without his his music behind it. Yeah. It definitely adds a whole new layer to it. Absolutely. So a little more about the recording, and then we can move on to uh, other bits. I'm just the podcaster me just wants to know all this. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. 
So do you record all your parts separately or will you have a scene where there's multiple characters record together? That is an excellent question. Um, for part one, the only people that recorded together were Bryant and I, and Bryant plays uh, the voice of PETA. Um, so for our scenes together, which were actually pretty infrequent, it was really for just, one, yeah. yeah, for part one, it was really just towards the end of the book when we were in the arena and we found one another. And um, for those listeners that don't know, Bryant is my husband. Yeah. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, were able to play on the, um, the romance a little more just by being in the same room with one another and really, you know, acting together. And it's, it's very challenging to act, you know, by yourself and to anticipate what another person might say or their intonation or just to kind of get their rhythm of their speaking. So that was a really big help. And having that knowledge, when we went into recording part two, we did a lot of the recording together. So a lot of the major characters like Bette and Junie recorded together for part two. Um, Bryant and I, again, recorded for part two. Um, I think... Those may have been the only characters to record together. Because they, they spent so much time together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they, mm -hmm. did, they just really spend a lot of time together, so it really made sense. But everyone else actually just records on their own. Um, they, the great benefit is that Sam, uh, again, Sam Rhodes, our director, he is there to record absolutely every actor. So he really knows what has already been recorded and can elicit from the actors the the emotion that's needed or a specific read of a line in order to respond with another actor. Um, in addition to Sam's directing, uh, Paul Packler, who is my brother, uh, he lives in New York City, and he is uh, not only um, our dialect coach, he created the Capital Dialect uh, that we used in part one as well as part two, um, but he's also playing Finnick for part two. Oh, and okay. um, two of our other actors, um, Chelsea Shannon and Dave Droxler, respectively, they play uh, Joanna Mason and Gail, Gail Hawthorne. Um, so Paul was able to direct those two actors because they weren't here in LA, which is where we're based, um, in order to kind of direct them with Sam. Um, so, so yeah, so we, we were bi-coastal this year, which was, which was wonderful, but I think that recording each actor on their own really, uh, was only possible because we had directors like Sam and Paul who really, uh, aided us as actors through the process. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. For us diehard fans, uh, we heard you briefly mentioned uh, something about Mockingjay, a little project there. Uh, I don't know if you're ready to release information on that. You don't have to have a comment, but I have to ask, uh, do you plan on releasing episodes for Mockingjay? Did, did we mention Mockingjay? That's a wonderful question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to be very sly and just say that the thought has crossed our mind yeah. and um, I think that listeners should stay tuned to all of the episodes to the very end of part two, and we may have a surprise for them. Okay, tease us a little bit. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so do you have any other projects in the works, non-Hunger Games or, or different projects that you have going on? Um, we do. Um, Tony, actually, do you want to tell them about your work with Weedonopolis? Yeah. Um Besides being a writer, I'm also the director of publicity for Whedonopolis.com, a Joss Whedon-related website. Um, we do charity events throughout, through at San Diego and here in Los Angeles to help raise money for local charities. Um, and I have to boast because I know Tony is too humble to tell you himself, but Tony is also a writer in a professional sense. <laughs> tell them about your, your film. 
I uh, <laughs> I wrote a, a TV movie for Lifetime that was out two years ago called Magic Beyond Words, the J.K. Rowling story. Oh, okay. So, yes. so that was, was my professional wonderful. writing card. Yes, it was excellent. <laughs> and um, aside from the Katniss Chronicles, uh, Bryant, Sam, and I are co-founders of Fanboy Comics, which is a geek news media website and also a indie comic book publisher. And I'm the the managing editor, so I work with all of our contributors and staffers. We do daily reviews of advanced content from comic books to movies, TV, video games, pretty much everything in the geek genre. We also have several podcasts in the works. Uh, we have two graphic novels published and um, another on the way later this year. So uh, we try to we try to stay really busy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It sounds like you do have a busy life over there. <laughs> she schedules sleep for 2014. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good movies coming out that year. You might not get too much sleep. This is true. <laughs> so going back to uh, Katniss Chronicles' um, interest here, what have been your favorite scenes to record? Do you have any that you you know just absolutely love to record or, or write or anything like that? Can I do another time about writing? For writing, I think the the funnest thing is that, you know, I, we, we've talked about how we try to stay very true to the source material, but there are points where where you just want to bring out the emotion more that's there. It's Sometimes it's subtle or subtext on the page, and we want to bring it out a lot more. So those scenes are the funnest for me to write because I, I know that Barbara is going to pretty much just chew it up and just have so much fun with the lines that I want to see what she can do. So I'll bring out the emotion a lot more in a lot of the scenes I can, when I can. Um. For me as an actor, I think my favorite and most challenging <laughs> scene to record may have been from part one, um, and it was actually the fireball scene. Um, oh. It was just, it was an immense rush trying to imagine myself in this arena and being attacked by fireballs from every direction, and it was just, vocally, it was really, really challenging, and um, just on my voice itself. <laughs> um, yeah, it was because we, uh, when we're doing this, all of the like sounds of being hit or running or fighting, those are all sounds that we record as well. So in order to really get those sounds uh, sounding realistic, um, we kind of have to act everything out. So for a while, for an evening, I was attacked by fireballs. So <laughs> and you were horse for the week. And I was horse for about a week after. Yeah. So, but it was a lot of fun. I think one of my favorite scenes in the whole. And all part one was in the next last episode when um right when you were about to eat the berries. Okay. Because we drew it out so much to, to just draw the tension. Mm -hmm. And I just love that that counterplay of this heavy moment and all you're noticing around you is, is the beauty of, of the arena. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a wonderful thing to do. Definitely yeah. great intense scenes. Scene. I can imagine it was very hard to uh play on all of that. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Barbara, I have to ask, do you have any, like, favorite lines that Katniss says? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Uh, it's hard to remember, like, specific lines, I know. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I'll, can I tell a funny story? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is a running gag between all of the creators of the Katniss Chronicles, and it has been for about two years now. Um, so every week we get together and listen to the new episodes that Sam has edited, and we give our notes. And on the very first episode of part one, we were listening. And um, as, as I said earlier in the podcast, Sam has several different tracks that he uses from dialogue to sound effects and music. 
And um, it was the scene where Katniss and Gail are in the woods before the reaping. And they're, they're talking about how many slips of paper Gail has in the reaping ball. And he says 42. And when working with the actor that played Gail for part one, Sam had him say the word 42 about 30 different times, <laughs> as many different ways as possible. <laughs> but when he was editing, Sam forgot to take out the entire track of the 30 takes of the actor saying 42. So... <laughs> We're listening to the episode, and later on, uh, Katniss goes home to Prim and Mrs. Everdeen, and in the very background, all of a sudden, you hear Gail. It sounds like he's outside the cabin saying, 42, 42. <laughs> 42, 42. <laughs> and it was just the funniest thing ever. So you may have had to have been there, but it was it just, anytime we hear the word 42, it just continues to crack us up, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so that may have been my, my favorite line from the entire show. Just one word. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I'm so glad we could get your insight on how it all works and moments from the show and uh, definitely gives us more appreciation for all the work you guys do. Um, It's a great addition to the Hunger Games fandom that we can all really enjoy. We'd like to thank everybody who listens to us. You know, we do it, you know, mainly in the privacy of our own homes here, but knowing that people are enjoying it outside just makes it so much better for us. Absolutely. And thank you, Kara, for having us on as well. We we appreciate any promotion that we can get for the show and just being able to reach a larger audience to not only um, have them listen to the Katniss Chronicles, but just to get the word out about the Hunger Games because we really do love the books and we want to share those books with as many people as possible. Definitely. It's a great series to be spreading around. (laughs) Well, yes, thank you so much for being on the show. You definitely made our 50th episode a special one. (laughs) So thanks so much. And uh, we hope to, you know, hear more from you guys. And, you know, everybody keep listening to the Katniss Chronicles. It's a great audio drama. I highly recommend it. Um, Just like you listen to us, you can listen to them. You can subscribe to them on iTunes, just like you do us. And make sure to write them a review. I know you guys probably appreciate reviews just as much as I do. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you have any questions or comments or thoughts about the Katniss Chronicles, you can email me at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be sure to forward on good words that we get. Um, You can like us, Nightlock Podcast, on Facebook. facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast you can follow us on twitter at twitter.com slash nightlockpod you can follow um, me on twitter at kira denine k-i-r-a-d-i-n-e-n you can follow the katniss chronicles at katniss cron and oh also your website the katniss chronicles.com so be <laughs> sure to look at all those links and uh find us all on there all right thanks so much for being on the show guys thank, <laughs> thank you so much